When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Kyle Kelly for this week's Notre Dame recruiting update. Yeah, Trey's, Trey's not with us. We had a little bit of uh, show personnel changes. Um, I will miss Trey. He's a good buddy. Um, but I think it's going to be pretty cool because Kyle Kelly is my sidekick at blueandgold.com, also covers recruiting. So instead of just hearing me jabber for 45 minutes or however long the show is that day, you get to hear Kyle Kelly as well. My friend, how are you doing? Well, it was a pretty stressful day before this, but I think it's uh, going to be pretty relaxing to sit back and talk some Notre Dame football recruiting. It's like, as you know, Mike, the last couple of days have been super crazy, just trying to get a hold of kids and, you know, get all the intel coming out of last weekend's grill and chill. But nice to be able to just relax, know that all the work has pretty much been done and we can just sit here and talk about it now. Yeah, I was looking at your article count the other day. You did six articles on the first, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I can't yeah. remember the last time I posted six articles in a day. Kyle Kelly does a really great job. Um, so follow him on Twitter if you have not done so yet, at by Kyle Kelly. I mean, Kyle and I obviously talk nonstop on a daily basis, just about coverage plans and um, you know me complaining about stuff like I just normally do. Um, but Kyle and I don't really trade thoughts a ton on things so i'm really looking forward to just hearing kyle i mean he's very objective and always has really interesting insights so i'm excited to have him on this is not super related to notre dame but i wanted to kick off the show kyle and this is not even recruiting related too much um oregon and washington have informed the pac-12 of plan to accept the big 10 invite uh i think it was like a decade ago this year, maybe like a, exactly a decade ago where you had a lot of, maybe it was like a 2011 or 12, but a lot of conference realignment. Like I remember playing NCAA 2012 and it was like the whole theme for that game was like conference realignment stuff. And now, man, this has been crazy. What, what do you have any, any thoughts on this Kyle? Welcome to coach football. And, you know, I guess this era, you know, it's not so much a 21st century because it's been like 20 years already, but, this is it. This is your new version of college football. It's going to be the the two mega conferences with the SEC and the Big Ten. And Big 12 is obviously fighting to, to hang around and become like that third sort of big time conference. But this is basically like a professional sports league yeah. for all intents and purposes where you got your Eastern Conference and your Western Conference. Well, so about the AC, I, I feel like the ACC would be the third Big 12, Pac-12 for th- I don't, know if the, but I don't know if the what's the ACC more? I don't know if they're going to be able to hold it together. I mean, everyone they fold into Clemson. the SEC. Do you think, Kyle? Clemson, Florida State. I mean, those two schools make a lot of sense for the SEC Miami. and the 
Yeah. But yeah. It's the it's the Big Ten and the uh SEC the way I look at it. Two big conferences right. and one big league. Yeah, uh real quick, Ian says, Mike, have you finally moved from sitting in the pond in front of Touchdown Jesus? Uh no. I we actually my wife and I bought a condo in Clemson, South Carolina. So that's where I am right now. We're uh we, we wanted to get um, you know, it, it investment property somewhere that was in like a two hour radius of us. Um and you know, from, from where I live in Atlanta. So, um, Clemson worked out and it's actually a really cool town. The food here has really impressed me. I'm a big foodie. Uh, and there's a Taco Bell across the street from the condo. So I'm, yeah, we're staying here furnishing it. So, um, I will be, uh, back sitting in front of the touchdown Jesus pond, um, <laughs> this evening. So, um, that is uh, ducks on the pond. That's right. That is right. Okay. Let's hear from, uh, sponsor real quick, uh, Bird Dogs, which, folks, I'm going to go full screen real quick. Hey, podcast audience, by the way, hope you are doing well. Sorry you can't see some of these visuals, but hey, hope you guys are doing well. Please leave a kind review. And for folks watching real quick on, on YouTube, hit that thumbs up, of course. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, okay, full screen. I got my Bird Dogs, my bird dogs uh, shirt on. So if you use the promo code BGI um, or the link in the description of this video, um, you can just use that link and you will get a free bird dogs hat as well. So Kyle, I know you're a big golf guy. You're probably jealous big. that you haven't gotten this yet because this is a sweet polo um, from bird dogs. You know, you know, it's, it's not the cheapest product, but you get what you pay for. You can go get a $6, yeah, you do. $6 Walmart polo, but, or you can spend, you know, from bird dogs and get like this quality, um, this kind of that like really nice dry fit ish uh, material, but like I I'll be wearing this all day, and I wear my bird dog shorts um, all the time. It's slim fit, it's comfortable, it's flexible, and the shorts look great, uh, especially during this hot summer period. Stylish pants and polos will improve your wardrobe. Check them out, bird dogs, folks. Their shorts fit way better than the regular stuff you might be wearing, which is made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Bird dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. So really good stuff. Um, and yeah, go to birddogs.com slash BGI or when you check out, just enter in the promo code BGI and you get uh, this free bird dogs hats uh, with your order. You won't want to take off your bird dogs, I promise you, and bird dogs does as well. So yep, that is uh, bird dogs, some really... Um, some really cool stuff. Okay, yeah, moving along. Let's see what Bird Dogs doesn't. Uh, I was gonna say, if Bird Dogs doesn't fix your wardrobe, it'll fix your handicap on the golf there course. You go. So, it's a great clothing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, okay, moving along here. Uh, we wanted to talk about that grill and chill. Um, that was July 30th. Um, you know, the end, the, the month of July really isn't a month for visits except for. That last week of July, it's a dead period everywhere else. But Notre Dame had, what, around 30 kids on campus, Kyle? Um, yeah. We're, what, five days removed from that visit date. But some, what were some of the main things that kind of stuck out to you thinking about this visit weekend? The one thing that comes to the top of my head is you said that in your 10 years covering recruiting, you had never heard of a more yeah. successful event just from the initial reaction, right? I would say uniqueness for sure. Um, and we, I mean, we've already seen one player commit to Notre Dame from this and, and, uh, and Justin Thurman, the running back I love from, from Tampa Jesuit, but I, it's definitely 
the I, I don't know about most successful. I mean, the we'll have to see. But in terms of like uniqueness, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, just talking to all the kids, they had a great time, and like, luckily, the end of the July recruiting period did two of two things for us. Number one, it gave us a lot of time to relax and decompress during July, but it also gave these recruits um, an opportunity to see multiple schools in one week, which I don't know about you, Mike, but it helped my reporting because I asked a lot of kids to compare and contrast their visits just to get a gauge on how Notre Dame stacked up and, um, you know, compared to some of the others. And I know Wisconsin, which of course has Luke Fickle, who Marcus Freeman has a long history, longstanding history with, did a similar sort of event. Uh, Madden, Wisconsin. Well, just some quick background on the Notre Dame's grill and chill. They basically had all the recruits there um, do a campus ride trivia. Uh, and then from there, they had Irish Olympic, which like home run derby, uh, dodgeball, and then something they call Irish ball, which is basically like two trash cans 20 yards apart from each other. And then uh, kind of play like basketball, but you don't dribble. Um, you got to pass. <laughs> I, I'm assuming you, uh, if you tap someone, they might be out. I, I don't know the specifics, but either way, the recruits love it. And actually, they introduced that game on the recruiting event last year, I believe, because yep. that's how when uh, Jaden Greathouse was there, Notre Dame's now freshman wide receiver, Notre Dame saw him competing in that event, and they're like, well, we got a stud. So that was kind of – I know you mentioned one of your stories that Notre Dame, like in the past, they had once did like a, a little mini camp just to see how these guys would compete and move a little. But now they get to do it having fun, playing dodgeball, swinging a bat. And, uh, yeah, and it's great for the, rec- the, the recruits to have some fun and like decompress from a, you know, standard serious visit as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I post about that on the message board. I know that's what you're referring to. So, like, I don't remember last year's grill and show for whatever, for whatever reason, but the 2021 one, wow, these tongue twisters are getting me. But that one, I remember it was, like, really a low-key. It was, like, five, six kids. Like, Notre Dame really kept that off the radar. Because um, I think if you have a camp, technically you have to open up to everyone, but you don't have to maybe publicize uh, make- it, essentially. Thank you. Yeah. So you don't have to let everyone know about it. Uh, or I could be wrong on that, but that's at least my understanding. So it's like five or six kids, but I exactly what you said. It's it was an opportunity for them to get some scouting, like doing some of those athletic events and stuff like you can see like twitchiness and different athletic traits. It's crazy when you think about it. Right. Especially, I mean. Maybe me and you couldn't do an amazing job with scouting that, but like these Notre Dame coaches who do it for, you know, that's their living, obviously. I, I think they can kind of pick things out a little bit better. Um, but you, and you do this in a fun way that's like, oh, I have a Notre Dame offer and they want me to camp. Like, cause maybe Notre Dame's offered a kid and they like want more of evaluation on that. But now they can get that evaluation without having that, you know, that workout. So I think that was kind of a cool thing um that uh that, that notre dame did and um I, I wanted to go back through um the and i popped this on the screen for our youtube audience i, I just want to go through each visitor and kind of be like who i think i could see myself putting in like a, a, a on three prediction in for let's soon. do it man absolutely i think Strebig, mean you were probably on the same page on that one i'll just run through mine and then you can give your thoughts yeah. kyle i could see Strebig for sure I mean, I, I think Notre Dame's a really good spot for Talon Taylor, but I'm talking about you know, like in the next month. Who can I see myself putting a prediction for? 
Street big, I could definitely see. I think Notre Dame's in a really good spot for Talon Taylor, but I, I wouldn't be ready for a pick yet. I like Notre Dame where they're at with Zachary, but not at a pick yet. Flanagan, I'm pretty darn close. Um, but I just kind of want to see where Notre Dame goes with recruiting him um, because they have Nate Roberts committed. I think that's the only tight end they want. I believe they're pivoting to recruiting Flanagan more as an athlete, but from what he told me, those conversations really haven't taken too much place yet. Rowan Byrne, I think me and you are on the same page. Notre Dame looks really good there. Um, obviously, they got Justin Thurman committed. Um, what was that, Tuesday or Wednesday? The days are all running together now. Uh, Matty Augustine, I think Notre Dame's in the lead spot for there. Uh, Dom Hulick, the linebacker, like the Irish. Bettis, I did put in a prediction the other day. I think Notre Dame leads Reith and Long. I think Notre Dame's a really good spot for Daniel Anderson. I don't know as much about Joseph Reif um, from your community in Illinois, um, but that's kind of the, the, the some of the names that – pop out to me what do you what do you think uh, kyle yeah first i want to point out uh the feature that you're using on our, our website well technically it's on on three's notre dame channel but super cool for all our view um you know all our viewers if you want to keep track thing of course you can visit uh the loose emoji board and i try to track that pretty well but it's pretty cool to be able to go outside to look all the uh all the guys that visit, see the rankings, where they're from, and it's our great on three recruiting prediction machine, which kind of gives a little bit of an idea where some of these recruits are leaning or visiting, kind of looking at. But just going through the list, um, admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about Talent Taylor other than I, I think that, you know, Georgia could be a player there and some of the schools down south. I know he likes UCLA, but Owen Strebeck, I'm in agreement. You and I both there are putting in a Notre Dame pick. Uh, we just let that one play out a little bit longer. I think Owen's rushing to make a decision. Uh, you know, Chris Burgess, that's going to be an Ohio State-Notre Dame battle. Same thing with Zachary. Jadon Blair, I think, had a great weekend. Uh, came pretty surprised. He might be someone to keep an eye on. I'm also with you on James. It's more of uh, Notre Dame trying to figure out what position will fit best at at the collegiate level uh and then from there kind of deciding how how much they want to push early on but i think the impressions you and i have gotten is that's a guy they want to find to get on the roster one way or another rowan yeah. burns they you know, really like him to end up at notre dame eventually but that's going to be a long recruitment back between michigan Ohio State, and a couple others and marks picked up an offer that that's an interesting guy there that had a great time surprisingly and Gabe Kaminsky, uh, that's a guy I've gotten to know real well throughout the process. And I think right here you see it on the on three prediction machine. Uh, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, I think be the two that are going to uh, Notre Dame hit there's it out of the park. You've gotten to know Maddie Augustine a little bit more than me, but one that went up in my mind, really kind of the alarm bells went off, is down south before Notre Dame, and he visited Alabama, Florida, uh, I'm not starting the Alabama visit, but either way, he got offers from both those schools and it's pretty big time programs down the south eventually. And Dom Hulick, that's a guy I think they'll get, and they're starting to push for Jerome Bettis, obviously, Ethan Long, same thing. Um, and then some of the guys uh, towards the end here, like Daniel Anderson, Jarquez Carter, and Joseph Reef, I think it's going to be a matter of seeing how their junior season plays out and uh, kind of getting an idea of what their interest is in Notre Dame now that. Uh, College coaches can contact these 2025 recruits beginning on Tuesday. So that'll be a good gauge for Notre Dame to kind of 
see where they stand with some of those guys you know, as the months go on and if they can bring them back to campus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, good stuff there. We're going to talk soon um, about Notre Dame class of 2025 recruiting, which I'm really, like I said at the top of the show, like Kyle and I don't, like we talk obviously a lot about content and, and whatnot, but not as much opinions on different things. I'm really interested to hear what Kyle has to say about Notre Dame 2025 quarterback recruiting. Uh, but before we do, let's hear uh, from our sponsor, ESC um, Property Ser- Services. And that's the wrong button. Let's see if Mike can figure out what he's doing. You would think he would know. There we go. Um, yeah, so folks, if you're a Notre Dame homeowner and especially someone who lives away from South Bend, ESC Property Services can help manage your home They'll check in uh, on your property in your absence and get it ready for your arrival from house cleaning to grocery shopping, and they'll clean things up after you leave. ESC Property Services can also cater your party, provide handyman tasks, and even remodel your own home. So what do they not do is the better question to ask than what they will do for your property. Leave the stress and the mess to the professionals. Uh, Check them out, escproperties.com. Give them a call, 574-387-0245. Peace of mind services, arrival services, departure services, party prep and catering, handyman remodeling, and personal errands um, for folks in the South Bend area. Okay, moving along to uh, 2025 quarterback recruiting. Uh, have you heard of the guy? this guy, Deuce Knight? I think he's a, a pretty big target. For the Fighting Irish, I don't know if you're familiar with them, Kyle. I'm obviously joking, folks. Um, I'll say this, Mike. Just real quick, one note on Deuce. When he was visiting campus last week, there was a Notre Dame staffer going around letting everybody know (laughs) outside the facility that Deuce Knight was in town and to uh, treat him properly. So safe to say big target. (laughs) Yeah, that is for sure. So, um, you know, rankings disparities are always interesting, you know, Let's say Deuce Knight commits to Notre Dame. He's ranked as the number 28 player per on three, number four quarterback, 24-7 as number 203 and 10. So maybe this is the opposite of a CJ Carr. You know, it's like people want to get on on three and how oh, they hate Notre Dame. But bold move know, bringing that name up. <laughs> they're yeah, they're they're just rankings. I don't know. Like whenever I talk to the on three guys, we've had Charles Power and um Oh my gosh, we just Cody Belair. I love Cody. I mean, we just had these guys on our YouTube channel, and they both just like speak really highly of Carr. And it's like, then why do you have him ranked low? But like, I just think there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. Even though Charles says like, oh, the 2024 class is it's down, and I, he's comparing it to 2023, which I think he he believes is one of the best ever. Like he said, Minchie, I think he had Minchie around 14 or 15. In the quarterback rankings, like he thinks Minchie would be like, I think he said like top six or seven quarterback in the 2024 class. So it's really interesting. But anyways, Deuce Knight, really good quarterback, visited uh, campus Thursday and then went to Ole Miss Friday and I think Saturday as well. 
what are your thoughts on this recruitment? Um, yeah, six four and a half, hundred eighty pound lefty, big time player. It's a really interesting one, and it's only gotten more interesting since Deuce transferred from his high school in Mississippi to a Nashville Lipscomb, where I believe that that was Trent Dilfer's um, previous post before he took the UAB job. Yep. So yeah, Lipscomb Academy—they're an outstanding high school football program. So. Can't really blame Deuce Knight uh, for transferring there. I think the high school transfers are a little interesting because I know for me, I was like a, always a hometown kid wanting to play for the high school and grow up with all my friends. But, you know, everything business days, and I, it looks like a great business for Deuce. And the reason it is interesting is because Tennessee is probably Notre Dame's top contender for him. And I think the move uh, to Tennessee, obviously – Works in their favor. He's right in their backyard, I think, about two hours away uh, from Knoxville. Really made it much easier to visit, and he's playing with Tennessee commit uh, Caleb Beasley, the cornerback that Notre Dame has continued to put the full court press on and continued to try to keep him engaged and interested in Notre Dame. And, you know, obviously, if Deuce Knight ends up committing to Notre Dame down the road, uh, certainly by the time Caleb Beasley puts ink or pen to paper, uh, Tennis that could help in the long run. But this this recruitment got a lot of interesting. You know, I, I think that you and others around the Notre Dame beat are starting to feel good about Notre Dame's position uh, for Deuce and that they might have put themselves in pole position uh, heading into the season. But I think, like, the one wild card in this is George McIntyre from Brentwood Academy, another quarterback Notre Dame's offered. Tennessee really loves him. And – he likes Tennessee, but there's some real contenders there. So I think that the one thing that is going to work in Notre Dame's favor here is George McIntyre commits to Tennessee. It's going to make this this race a lot more favorable for Notre Dame if it isn't already. Dude, there's so much there. Really good breakdown here, Kyle. Ah, man, I just – like the pole position thing, I don't – like I, I don't know. Like I think so. I think Notre Dame leads, but – Tough to say. I don't know. I think, like, you remember what I would say about Justin Scott? I was like, he was close to committing to Notre Dame, but I also don't think he loved Notre Dame all that much. Do you remember, like, and like, how can those two you. things be yeah. true? I don't know, but they just—I just feel like they were with Deuce. I think Notre Dame might be in the best position to land him, but I also think Tennessee leads. Like, how can those two things be true? I don't know that sharp. And I think part of that wild card is McIntyre. McIntyre. Yeah, but yeah. then. You can even go to different domino of what Alabama does because I think Bryce Underwood's their top guy, and I think George McIntyre is their number two. You know, so what if Alabama just goes in and gets George McIntyre, and then Tennessee's like puts the full corporate on Deuce Knight? But if I'm Deuce Knight, all of these things we're talking about, I feel like he probably knows these things. If if we're accurate, right? Maybe we're totally wrong here. But if what we're saying is true, I'm imagining Deuce Knight knows these things. So if I'm Deuce Knight and I know Tennessee if fate make favors, is is that a good is that a good term to use? I don't know. But if if I'm their number two guy again, saying if there's a lot of ifs here, I don't want to say this is truth. But if I'm Deuce Knight and it's my understanding that George McIntyre's their number one guy, and I'm their you know number two, or if you want to call it one A, one B, whatever, still it's one B. How do I feel about that? Knowing that Notre Dame has me as their top guy. 
I don't know. I think that's an interesting kind of thing to discuss here. Um, you know, people like to joke about, oh, if if uh, if Notre Dame was recruiting the parents, not the kid, that Notre Dame would win like eight straight national championships. Like that's that's kind of true, right? Because parents absolutely love Notre Dame. That's true with Deuce Knight. Um, so I think having them in Notre Dame's corner is, a, is a kind of a big deal. But the thing is, Kyle, we can talk all about who leads right now, where things are at. This is not a recruitment that is over right now. He was even thinking about committing heading into the summer. That obviously didn't happen coming out of the summer. He's still not um, ready to commit. I think from, from what he told me, he wants to see some early seniors, excuse me, early college football season. Um, He wants to just kind of see how some of these, you know, programs look. I think Tennessee might not be as good as people think. I think Notre Dame might come out of the gates hot. If he visits for the Ohio State game, then the Irish beat the Buckeyes. I mean, you, I think Notre Dame just might be able to get him right then and there. Um, so, I, I mean, again, who? It's it's like the game. It's like a college football game. It's like ten Tennessee is a ten to seven lead right now, heading into halftime or something. It's like, what do you want to give? Tennessee a cookie like it's halftime like we I mean come on Notre Dame might have momentum going into halftime even though they might trail it's like that kind of thing and then the last point on Deuce Knight Kyle is the transfer thing it does give Tennessee an edge we haven't mentioned Ole Miss I think Ole Miss is a real player in Deuce Knight's recruitment too um it's the home state school but now it's gonna be a little bit more difficult for him to go to Ole Miss easier to get to Tennessee also easier to get to South Bend from Nashville than Loose Loosedale Mississippi and I said this on my video with uh, Darren Pritchard that I posted yesterday, but I think it's better for Notre Dame recruiting a kid when he goes to a school called Liscombe Academy. Like I think Notre Dame just recruiting a private school, I think it's just a little bit easier. Um, you know, I, I think that's an interesting point here. Um, yeah, the Caleb Beasley thing is interesting, Kyle. Just one more thing, I'll yeah. let you go. Um, I, I think Beasley and Knight are actually pretty tight uh, from what I've heard. Um, so does that mean that it's more likely for Knight to go to Tennessee or if Knight commits to Notre Dame, is it more likely Visa goes to Notre Dame? I, I don't know, but it is an interesting point. Yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Yeah, no, I was going to say, I mean, that same thing with Ayla uh, Beasley being from a private school. I think it's a Christian school as well. Um, I think, that, think that's one of the reasons why Notre Dame continues to recruit him is because of his surroundings and what's important to Caleb, you know, Typically, with some of these uh, programs nowadays that Notre Dame's going up against is, you know, when there's a Tennessee in there, Notre Dame's probably not going to go too hard um, against those programs after a verbal commitment takes place. But uh, Notre Dame, they feel like they have a chance with Caleb Beasley. They're still continuing to recruit him. And, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that Deuce was kind of looking at taking – a few more weeks, maybe a month or two before he makes a decision. Cause I think that plays best in Notre Dame's favor right now is Notre Dame's really banking on a big offensive season with Sam Hartman. And I think that should be expected uh, with the caliber of quarterback he is and some of the pieces Notre Dame's been able to put around him and, you know, Tennessee, no one really knows what they're going to get out of Joe Milton. He's had a lot of highs, but plenty of lows dating all the way back to his time at Michigan. So it's like if you're Notre Dame, you're kind of banking on Tennessee to take a step back this year. 
Notre Dame to take a step forward, and hopefully that appeals to, to Deuce Knight. Totally agree. I just texted our boss, by the way, Kyle, and I said, Kyle's doing great, put on the show. So we got to make sure we're on our A game right now. Uh, Goshen Gamer says, Mike and Kyle, do you see the Ohio State weekend as make or break? Sort of. Um, I think it could be make, but I mean, he, he might just go to the USC game instead. Like, I don't know if it's, you know, he, he, I was just told it's going to be either of those games. Hell, maybe it could be both. Um, but I don't think it would be a break necessarily. It could hurt, but I think it would be make, or if Notre Dame just gets blown out and he's there, then it could be a hurt. Hey, we'll see you in the gym. I got a question for you as the recruiting expert. You've been doing this longer than me. Okay. Do you really think the outcome of a game in big picture makes a difference on a recruit's decision? All right, this is a this is something I've tackled for a very long time. Um, so let's say Notre Dame loses to Marshall, right? I remember I was in St. Louis that weekend, and you know I was texting different sources after the game. And the feeling was like for for Notre Dame was we got to love up a each and every one of our commits because other schools are going to see weakness in Notre Dame and go after our guys hard. So that's that that's a real thing, right? Especially if you have like an upset bad loss like that. Um, but otherwise, I think Notre Dame can go to their commits and say like a. Well, Jeremiah Love hadn't committed at that point. I think the well, the after the Stanford game, right? Jeremiah Love commits while he's on yep. campus or announces while he's on campus, and then I think you say to Jeremiah Love, "Hey, bro, this is why we need you, man. Like, we're gonna get this thing turned around. Like, you you just have to sell it. I think that's the big thing. If you just have a terrible loss and you can sell, like, hey, this is why we need you. This is why you did you see X position group. This is why we need you to come in and." you know, play a big role as a true freshman. But if a kid is just like, hey, man, I don't want to play for a school that just lost to Marshall and Stanford, that's what it is. But I feel like kids who say that might not want to go to Notre Dame anyways, regardless of what the record is, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. If I'm glad. I, yeah. No, I'm glad you mentioned Jeremiah Love because, like, I remember he went to the Sanford game. Obviously, that's when he committed beforehand. And I was kind of curious if that would affect, like, his mindset. But I remember hearing within the days after that visit that uh, Love's camp, their their mindset out of that was, like, this is why I'm coming here. So yeah. it doesn't happen again, basically. Like, I, I think that Notre Dame's in a better spot than some other schools that it's not football or nothing. So, you know, losses are going to happen, especially last year was such a unique season with Marcus Freeman's first year at coach. But – yeah, you made made up a lot of good points. Could you remember that Marshall game? Like, the commits were tweeting. Like, I Notre Dame was definitely in their ear to reaffirm their their commitments because that was another. Oh, we did that article last week, where it was like the most impressive recruiting win. I can't believe we didn't even give like Jeremiah Love an honorable mention. Did you? Like, did you in the? I can. Yeah, no, I considered him. I think that was massive, but I just think that you know I answered and. Our previous Mike vs. Kyle edition, Captain Viliamu. So I just think a bigger scope recruiting victory, Notre Dame, for what that could potentially mean. I know Jeremiah Love at the time was like in the short term was a big recruiting victory just because of some of the contenders they beat and how they beat them. Like their Oregon's Tennessee, Michigan was a player late. 
But with Kingston, you know, Notre Dame has a lot of trouble beating Ohio State, and especially USC for kids from Southern Cass. So that's one that if Notre Dame plays its cards right, I think he can really open up some doors. I just think that Jeremiah Love one was crazy. Like, I don't know how Notre Dame – I still don't know how Notre Dame won that recruit. I remember talking to people, let's just say close to the football program, who also thought the same thing. Like, how did we get this kid? Like, that is – Tim Hyde always says, oh, like, that's an SEC speed guy. That's an SEC running back, which is, like, it's a weird term. But we, we kind of all get what he's saying. Like, when you think of, like, an SEC back that goes on to be a rare first-round pick at the, at the running back position – um. Like, that's Jeremiah Love. And that was a recruitment that had a lot of NIL talk in it. And Notre Dame still got him, even though Notre Dame does not play that game at all. Like, that kid just got it. And, and the parents were big on the education, too. And that, I yeah, I, I picked Carr for that article, biggest recruiting win under Freeman as head coach. And I think I would actually put Love yeah, I still am going to put Carr because the positional importance because I think he could, you know, be a national championship caliber quarterback, um, rankings aside. Um, but I think I'll put Love too and, and Viliamu also three. And, and all right, real quick to get back on the quarterback discussion, Bear Bachmeyer's just, just spent a couple minutes on him. He's an, another quarterback Notre Dame really, really likes, and uh, he should be visiting, I think, for the Western Michigan game. Is it Western Michigan or Central Central Michigan yep, uh, game in September? Um, he, from from what he's told me, he's visited two schools so far. Stanford, his brother is a freshman receiver there. In Alabama, he camped there in the summer and picked up an offer from the Crimson Tide. So I think it, this quarterback board works out great for Notre Dame because Knight looks like someone who could commit in September or November. Bachmeyer looks more like December on. So if you don't get Knight, you know, you're still – right there in Bachmeyer's timeline and you can still recruit him hard in the, in the meantime. Yeah, I think, oh, there's seen, you know, two visits. I don't think a guy like Bear Bachmeyer with all those options, he's going to slow down anytime soon and make a decision. So I, we could really get into the weeds here in quarterback recruiting compared yeah. to how the 2023 recruiting cycle went, but, I think right now, just because there is so much time involved, about, we'll call it what, 15 to 16 months left before signing day in 2025, you can sacrifice four months to, to see if you can get your top target. And I think Bear, Bear Bachmeyer is a guy that seems to have some sort of allegiance to Notre Dame and at least on a strong effect uh, for, and the whole yeah. family does, so... I don't really see a reason to rush it. I, I why Notre Dame's are cautious. I'm extremely cautious myself. So, I mean, 23 back recruiting, thinking about the way that went, where they went all in on one guy, and then, boy, they were playing hokey pokey for four months uh, during football season trying to find someone. They really, really lucked out on Kenny Mitchie, who I think is a really good player. Right. But um, Notre they Dame's in a little bit better spot this time around. Yeah, I mean – is luck of the Irish, as you would say, dude. Yeah, that I. If someone like if I go if I go grab a beer tonight and Notre Dame fan comes up to me and say, "Hey, what happens with what happened with Dante Moore?" I still don't know what to tell him. I have no idea. I really don't. I don't know what happened. It was just all over the place. I I could I would say I want to write a book on it, but I don't even know what to say because there's just so much different rumors and anyway. 
Does this kid not it's that look complicated? Like Tyler, <laughs> does he not look like Tyler Buckner on film? This Bear Buckmeyer, like the, the, the man. kind of the flick release, the build, how he runs, Southern California, like all of the things. Like, just I don't know, man. Like he just has a Buckner feel to him. Um, Hopefully, he doesn't bring along the injury history, though. Just knocked on wood for wood. For, for, yeah. for Bear, but. Yeah, Good I call. would really like to get for like, dude. Buckner's junior tape was the best thing I ever saw. Like seriously, and then I just remember that Elite Eleven, and I just it was hard for me to get back on the Buckner bandwagon after that. And pulling from at Alabama for sure. Um, yeah, Alabama and LSU was such strong Notre Dame ties. Who would have thought those two programs? So definitely interested um, in seeing what goes on there. Um, let's see. Someone mentioned just a minute ago about uh, Augie's locker room. Let me see if I can find that. Yeah, Ian says no more Augies. Don't you worry, my friend. We got to talk about Augie's locker room real quick. Um, it is, of course, just the spot for Notre Dame fans. If you are in South Bend, you got to stop by Augie's locker room. And it is, of course, um, at 1811 South Bend Avenue. If you're looking for that special Notre Dame piece to collect uh, to complete your rec room, uh, make sure you do check out augiesluckroom.com. Wide selection of Notre Dame Stadium pieces, jerseys, helmets, autographs, and one of a kind Rockney items. Just all sorts of various stuff they have, uh, you know, at the store. Augie's a great dude as well, folks. You can find exclusive Joe Montana signed items, famous sculptor Jerry McKenna's miniature replicas with bronze statues around the stadium. And if Augie doesn't have it in store for you, this is my favorite part, he's going to go find it for you. Very passionate guy about finding some of this stuff. Again, folks, AugieSlockerRoom.com or stop in at 1811 South Bend Avenue and see the vintage helmet display dating back to 1890. You can also give Augie a call at 574-277-NDND. Uh, don't want to spend too, too much time on this, Kyle. Uh, folk, you know, I want folks to be able to check this out at, at blueandgold.com. But we did have this article, you know, the, the Mike versus Kyle. Um, I remember we were kind of coming up with, uh, hey, let's do a, like a weekly point-counterpoint article. Trying to come up with something catchy. I was like, dude, it's just Mike versus Kyle. <laughs> that's, that's what this is. Um, so sometimes it's more of a debate. Sometimes it's like this week. It's more of just like, hey, let's just take a topic and just give our thoughts on it. So I thought this was a really interesting one you came up with. What word best describes Notre Dame's 2024 class? Um, and what was yours, Kyle? And just kind of give us some thoughts on it. Uh, can you scroll down to make sure I you don't forgot forget. it already? I, th- I think I know here. Yeah, <laughs> ambitious. Yep. So believe it or not, I spent probably a half hour working, looking for a word to describe this 2024 20, recruiting class. I, went through like 30 words and their definitions to try to get something. And I was looking for the word that maybe somebody can comment that has a better uh, dictionary in their mind than me. I was like, to describe that it's good, but they're also hinging on a lot of good things to, to happen. So anyway, I said that was kind of the, the theme of this class to go out and build the offense around DJ Carr. And they also are ambitious in the sense that they need to have a lot of guys pan out on the defensive side in terms of when you look at what the internet uh, recruiting rankings say, a lot of the guys are low three stars. 
I outlined in my story there. I think there's about five guys, which is mixed up about half the defense that rank with in from like 500 to 750. And for a power five program like Notre Dame, probably not ideal. But I think also in the same sense, Notre Dame's really banking on those kids that have, well, I wouldn't say banking on. I think they expect those kids that have strong seasons and hopefully their ranks and with that. But all we can do right now is look at where it stands right now, or at least that's what I like to do. I don't want to jump ahead and project too far, but that's that's just kind of the sense that I got from this entire 2024 recruiting class as a whole, from the way it started and now the way it's to finish. I feel like it's just been an ambitious approach. <laughs> yeah, good deal, man. Um, mine was uh, – well, actually, it was Will, Will says his word was top-heavy. I mean, that was a good one. Yeah, I've, I I thought that was a will. You're you're, one. you're 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 sucking up to me. I appreciate it. I don't know. I, I asked my wife, who's an English uh, graduate, is that the right term? She got her degree in English. Top heavy. I mean, it's 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 one word. Um, I guess so. That's bold. You're... Seems like a cheat code to me, but we'll let it slide. <laughs> yeah, probably. We'll but like, time. I I just think, and I was t- I talked to a Notre Dame source recently about the class and. I'm not going to name who, but like people think that there's only like two or three guys on the commit list who are like a questionable take. Like some of these three star guys, like Notre Dame sources feel like are absolute freak shows, like maybe not absolute freak shows, but like really good takes. Like I was like, yeah, people are kind of iffy. I was talking to the person. I was like, I think people are kind of iffy, like fans are iffy on Kenny Urwalker. Like, oh, you know, is he a safety? Is he a linebacker? Is it just the name, last name? And the person was like, what? People don't like Kennedy Erlocker? They think he's going to be a lot. No, he's a safety, Mike. That's crazy. Like, conviction. I want to add real quick, Kyle. We get told a lot of things, right? And I could say, oh, Source thinks that Notre Dame is going to win 10 straight national championships, right? That's like you have to put like you hear things. That's obviously an extreme. But as a reporter, you have to hear things and you put it through a BS filter. Right. Like I can hear something, but like are or is that just what people are telling me because that's what they want the message to be? Like maybe something is said with a lot of conviction that now I feel confident in kind of putting out there. Like I don't want to say like, oh, I heard this from a source. Don't blame me if this information is wrong because that's what they said. Like, you, I feel like that's just copping out as a reporter. That's like saying top heavy is one word, right? That's a bunch of crap. That's two words. You know what I'm saying, Kyle? Yeah. So that's kind of a side note. Like, you, you, yeah, if you're going to be a reporter and you, you, you have to own what you're reporting and you have to put it through your BS filter, you know, to, like, is this good stuff? Like, does this make sense, essentially? So anyways, um, I don't remember what we were talking about. Oh, yeah. So top heavy, they got their guy at quarterback. Kedron Young and Aeneas Williams, I think, is the best running back tandem Notre Dame signs. I mean, Estimate and Diggs was pretty damn good. But, like, on paper, that's – the. Young and Williams is better than Diggs and Estimate. Again, just re- recruiting rankings wise. Kane Williams, if they get Gerby Lambert, are you kidding me? D 
Defensive line, Logan Thomas is one of the fastest players in this class, and that's an edge rusher. Kingston Villiamuasa, Notre Dame feels is a five-star. Tay Johnson is Notre Dame's highest-ranked um, safety recruit since Kyle Hamilton. Dude, top-heavy. I don't think it's as deep as 2023 or 2022 in terms of, like, top to bottom. Um, but I think the top, this is this might be one of Notre Dame's best classes. Like, at the top, like, you look at, like, the top six, seven guys or something, like, I think it might be one of their best classes ever. So, it's pretty impressive. Yeah, I think they're just, you know, like I said, they're not banking on, but they're, they trust their evaluations that these guys are going to have strong senior seasons and that the class, it won't become top-heavy, hopefully. You know, the, the industry rankings and ratings kind of catch up to Notre Dame's yeah. evaluations. So, yeah, 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 good deal. All right, I think we had one more topic to discuss. Did all of our ad reads. Um, okay, I, I just wanted to touch on real quick, Kyle, uh, kind of wrapping up here. There's the freshman at fall camp. I haven't been able to go to a practice yet, and I don't think I'm going to be able to in August, but I know you caught the first two, and you'll be there Saturday, I believe? Uh, not Saturday, but I plan to be, uh, I think next week they got a full practice. So definitely going to be there for that. Those are the best ones. Sorry, I was reading a comment. Which day did you say you were going? Uh, next week, full practice, full practice. So I'll be there. Yes, sir. Okay, sweet. Um, just thoughts on some of these true freshmen. Let me pull up the commit list, or, uh, signee list, I should say, in 2023. Um, any guys that you feel pretty strongly about? Anyone that you really liked and you saw at practice? Just kind of give you the floor here. Yeah, I mean, I'll kind of do what we did to start the show with uh, the 24 or 25 targets and just kind of go through, like, very quickly, name by name, what we've kind of seen so far. So uh, let me go ahead and pull it up on my end. But I know Jeremiah Love is the first guy there. But Charles Jagasaw is kind of working back from his knee injury, getting back in shape, adjusting to the college speed. So not really a lot to see there. I know he's been at um, left tackle. So I think Notre Dame's kind of trying him out there. Jeremiah Love's been really impressive. I think as advertised, he's, pretty, he's super fast, um, elusive. I think that's a guy that's going to play a lot. I think you know where you're getting from Drake Bowen, leader. Um, he's been there since the the spring. So has Christian Gray. But uh, Christian Gray working back from knee injury, he's looked, I think, picked back up right where he left off in the spring when he had uh, a really strong start before having a knee scope, which kind of knocked him out for the remainder of it. And Braylon James, I, I think uh, the two guys we talked a lot about in the spring were Rico Flores and Jaden Greathouse. Braylon James has had some really good practices. You've seen Kenny Minchie really develop a rapport with him, and I think that's been impressive so far. Jaden Greathouse, every, everyone knows what he did during the spring. Kenny Minchie, uh, obviously he's behind Angelian Hartman and sort of uh, starting to get some experience in that playbook. And he's getting better each practice. You can really see the progression there. Brennan Vernon's a guy I've been really excited about with the way he's played. He's really aggressive, physical. Everyone's noted that. Jaden Osbury, we've talked about on Blue and Gold um, with a lot of our intel pieces. He's someone that I think Notre Dame can expect to contribute this year and at the very minimum on special teams. Abubakar Traor, you know, d doesn't have the weight, but I think that's a guy Notre Dame's got to be really excited about in the future. Just a great athlete um his brother's a basketball player so i think there's a lot to be excited there uh, rico rico flores Didn't, Trey have like a, 
I got a brother or cousin who played tackle at LSU and I think is in the pros. Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah, he's got the athleticism in his family. Played for the Jaguars, I believe. All right, let's see if it's it's not here. Oh, uh, let's just see Bubakar. All right, you can go ahead. I just want to look this up real quick. Yeah, absolutely. And I know you're kind of stuck on Rico Flores, and he's kind of in that same group as Great House. They had a really strong spring. Uh, yeah, here it him, is. Yeah. Played at LSU, Badara, LSU, and offensive lineman for the Cardinals. Brother Muhammad played college basketball at a D2 school. Um, yep. And it's, yeah. So pretty, pretty darn good family uh, athletically. Yeah. Sorry. I had the wrong tab pulled up. There it is. So yeah, there it is. Sorry. Go ahead, Kyle. Yeah. Uh, I kind of thought whereas when Jane Greathouse Springs, they work in twos a lot. I will say that when we're up there at these practices, most of the time we only get to see the first five periods. So it's really difficult to be in more than one place. Uh, so you kind of pick and choose the positions that you watch and, I most recently watched D line and Evan Houston was on that. Uh, he's still working his way back from sh- uh, the shoulder surgery that he had in the spring, but I think he's starting to settle in and adjust to the game speeds. Seeing him had some impress- impressive moments. And so it's Cooper again, tight end. He's going to be in there in the mix game to see some. I think he's gotten a couple reps with the ones. So. Yeah. Don't be surprised to see a new number 87 on the field. Uh, in the Micah Bell, Speedster, obviously, and been digged up a little bit. Uh, but I think I've been actually pleasantly surprised with the way Mike has played. I know we were down at the All-American Bowl and at times looked overmatched with the competition. I don't think that was a huge surprise just because of the league he played in in Texas. But he's kind of come a long way adjusting the speed, as has Sullivan after adjusting the pass pro. Yeah. Don Schuler, he's recovering from that sh- shoulder surgery. He's looking good. Ben Minnick, smart guy, reactionary, fast. Joe Ying, um, we're kind of, again, pretty redundant here, but I think a lot of these guys towards the bottom, Mookum, Pendleton, Odding, they're showing uh, good signs, but it's just going to be a while before those types of guys see the field. Preston Zinner, He's behind a lot of guys. Tarek. Big dude. He looks really line, good. So. He is. Does yeah. He looks like the part for sure as a freshman. Plays. I mean, he's got those instinctive linebacker skills, and I think he's been working a lot of Will and Mike. So he could potentially be that future Notre Dame signal caller. And I think he's he has, you know, I, not I don't see a lot of differences between him and Drake Bowen right now. Mm. Um, I think Drake's more of an athlete, obviously yeah. a baseball guy and a little bit faster probably. But I, you know, like I said, when we're out here, we don't get to really see a whole lot in the time. Right. But, you know, basically just wrapping up, you know, Caleb Smith, He's he's been out. Uh, not sure if we'll see him this year as he recovers from, a, I think it was a sh- shoulder surgery. So yeah. I basically, in summary, I, I've paid a lot of attention to this freshman class. That's kind of more or less been my beat for fall camp and yeah there's some encouraging signs i i think if you're marcus freeman you got to really be excited with uh, the guys you brought in your first recruiting cycle yeah absolutely I, I, it is a bummer that caleb smith is out uh, i don't know how long he's out for but you have to think if he misses fall camp and he wasn't a, a spring guy it's gonna be hard for him to get on the field but i think he was someone who could be like a sneaky big time player as a freshman even though he's the lowest ranked guy of the class zinter i i, I think the world of preston zinter 
Uh, I think he's pro- – to me, he's going to end up as the surprise of the class. Like I wrote inside backers talking Vili Amuasa, um, you know, coming in next year and Preston – or excuse me, and Drake Bowen. Zinter, I think, might be a will um, if those two guys are the mics. Yeah. I, I think he could be a will. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to think, if that's the battle, then one of those two between Vili Amuasa and Bowen could slide to will, especially Bowen with that uh, versatility and athleticism. But different discussion for a different day. Um Flanagan, uh, I put out a little um, Instagram video and, and TikTok and, and a short and all that crap. I don't know if you guys saw this. Be a surprise guy. What we were really good things about is Cooper Flanagan. Right? So I did that video. Uh, I don't know if you guys hear that. On July 6th, before fall camp started, heard that from a source. The source was like, dude, you got to talk about Cooper Flanagan. Flanagan's been a standout of the freshman group. And when you watch him wearing 87, actually, if you guys can just give me a quick second, let me see if I can just pop on a video. Um, I and hope show you're not going to compare him to Michael Mayer because Cooper, Cooper Flanagan's good. You know, he's his own. Right, his own but I'm just saying, there. from a size <laughs> standpoint, he just got here. Um, I, and Flanagan, Mayer. If I remember correctly, Marin that 2020 season, or is that 2020? 2020 season, he jumped. Um, gosh, what was the other tight end's name? Tremble. He jumped Tremble pretty much. Right? Tremble was like, oh, he's the next guy after Cole Kmet. Mayer like jumped Tremble. Um, so like Flanagan's, I don't think he's a Michael Mayer, but dude, he looks good. Um like size, like I've told, he's very, very physical. Like his route running might need a little bit of work, but he's in a really good spot right now. So Flanagan is someone who I really do believe in. Um, so someone just mentioned here, um, Mike looks like, what's up, Jake Mike looks like he's at a corporate job with a button-up. Not a button-up. This is a polo, Bird Dogs, Proco BGI. I'm wearing the Bird Dog shorts as well. I'm not going to stand up. Um but if I feel like I'm calm, cool, and collected on today's show, it's because I'm wearing bird dogs. So please do check them out. But yeah, Rico Flores and Jaden Greathouse, the receivers, you, you got to feel pretty good about them. And then Jaden Osbury uh, is another that I, I think might surprise people and have like, I don't I don't think he's going to redshirt. Let's just say that. Like, I think he's going to be like, at least yeah. a special contributor. Yep. He can play. He's not the biggest dude, and we knew that when he was a high school recruit. But he can play. And then I think Christian Gray and Jeremiah Love as well, the St. Louis guys. So, uh, Ian, you're gonna have to give me a super chat or something um, if you want a thigh reveal. Uh, I just don't just, you know, I don't, I don't know where else to say this without making it super inappropriate. A, so I'm just gonna leave it there. I'm just gonna leave it there. It's a Friday afternoon. Let's keep it. <laughs> Let's keep it appropriate. All right. Well, uh, Kyle, I think we had you on this show before, right? I mean, you have done this once yeah. before. Yeah. Yes, sir. This will be number um, two and plenty more to come. Plenty more to come. So we are going to do, let me pull up a calendar real quick, folks. Um, and if you're just joining us um, in the past 10 minutes or so, like we're 54 minutes in, go watch the beginning. We had some really good stuff in today's show. This used to be an, a half hour show, but I think now with, with me and Kyle on here, we're going to have longer shows like this. So we'll do the 11th. I'm pretty sure I might actually be back here on the 11th. Um, and then the I won't 8th. be here. I'm going oh, to you're see some there, country right? music, baby. Yes, sir. Okay. You're a you big won't find me. You're one of the biggest. Okay. 
So I might just do a, I might do a solo show next Friday and, and talk to you guys for a little bit. The 18th, I think we have a show. Yeah, we'll, you're gonna be around the 18th that Friday. We'll talk. No. Oh my god! That's right. I remember. Okay, so Kyle, Kyle jumps on and uh, is is now jumping out for a couple weeks. Well, um, we can adjust our our schedule anyway because during yeah. Fridays, you know, football Fridays are those are gold mine for us. So yeah, so I was going to say the next couple Fridays we'll do, or at least I will do. We'll have a show. We have too many dang sponsors for us not to do them. And then starting game week, we're going to adjust from Friday. Because like Kyle said, like Fridays are a big day for us with us traveling and, and whatnot. And Friday is kind of a slower day of the week during the game week, especially with me doing so much YouTube stuff for the team side of things. Um, you know, kind of just like those days. And then I am traveling, obviously. So we're going to move it to Thursday morning. We haven't locked down a time. It's either like Thursday at 10 a.m. or, or 11 a.m. Um, so... Air Pro set, just drops a super sticker here with five. I don't, I don't know. Am I supposed to do a thigh reveal now for five bucks? I don't know. Air Pro, okay. What do, what do, what do you think, man? I really do appreciate the super chat and support here. Um, I'm just gonna wait another moment if he has anything else to add. But really do appreciate the support. But um, yeah, we'll. Uh, I guess we'll uh, just see Kyle in a couple of weeks or something because or, I'll be around. Yeah. We'll make it we'll, happen. All right. Um, I think we will. Uh, we'll sign it off. Um, we'll sign it off right there again, folks. If you're just joining us, please do um, check back the uh, the beginning of the show. Um, Air Pro K uh, again, really appreciate the uh, the super sticker there. But uh, yeah, again, good stuff. Head to blueandgold.com um, for for more coverage of Notre Dame Fighting Irish football recruiting. Anything myself and Kyle do a fantastic job. I'm a little bit biased, but I think it's the best Notre Dame football rec- recruiting coverage on the web, and of course our YouTube channel. Um, right here as well. You guys enjoy your weekend, stay safe, and we will catch you next time.